Welcome to The World We Deserve, the officially unofficial podcast for True Detective on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And this is it, man. This is the start of the season. Uh, episode one. I gotta, I gotta know what you think. I, I was trying to think of like... The, the one thing that stood out in my mind is this show felt premium. Premium? I, and... Yeah, I, this afternoon I've been on a little mini Reacher binge, uh, that uh, show about the, I don't know, seven-foot-tall monster that solves crimes on, on Amazon Prime, and I like that show, but especially this season, too, it seems like it's pretty damn corny. This show did not feel corny. This show felt... I was trying to think... Of, I was trying to put it in, like, other... Like, how true detective does it feel? I feel like it feels pretty true detective but, you know, in the first season... I don't know that this show like really kind of hooked me and like became true detective until you get like what episode three or four, whenever you had that big like eight minute wonder that kind of really sucked you in. There was like, Oh yeah, ooh, I like that. And ooh, Russ Cole's pretty interesting. The psychosphere stuff. That's interesting. I, I, and the other thing I'm very curious about the balance between supernatural and natural. Uh, but, but yeah, this, this feels like a premium podcast, uh, a premium, premium product out of HBO Max. What, what's your what's your thoughts one episode in uh it felt a lot more horror than i was used to in true detective true detective always mm. has those very dark qualities to it like grisly things and stuff but this yeah. felt more explicitly horror and i think i i see you know what all the interviews were about where isa lopez is like i'm leaning into perhaps the supernatural i'm leaning into the horror aspect of it uh because it felt like a horror movie right from the jump yeah but like like all oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm the uh, rationalist in a horror film where it's like, well, this is all easily explain explainable, you know? Yeah. Got dude shaking and saying she's awake and <laughs> you got people running through hallways. People uh, can dark. have yeah. a psychic psychotic break and, you know, widowers Simultaneously can see their, with eight of them can see their husband that looks like Doctor Who with long hair running around bare feet. I mean, it's it's the thing. Those things can happen. This is Alaska. It's been dark for three days. Okay. Yeah. Jodie Foster can pick up a bear with one eye and the, the, her partner <laughs> can see a bear with one eye in the street at the same time. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is some interesting connections here. There's also like what seems like the on the surface on on the face of it. Supernatural the the disappearance of the men and submergence of at least three of them in the, a sheet of ice and what seems to be very mundane which is the butchering of this uh, poor young uh, activist uh, Native American activist uh, woman Annie Kay um, and then like I was I was wondering if how they were going or if they were even going to connect them if there's just going to be some kind of like DNA helic, uh, helical structure to this season but it seems like they might be explicitly connected with the uh guy wearing the parka with the patch covering the tear mm -hmm. what do you think about the possible connections between the the slain girl and the disappearance of these men i kind of wish i hadn't seen the trailer because i feel like the trailer gives away a fair bit of of the connective tissue that they haven't revealed yet and I won't say what that is, obviously, but there are some hints at it in this first episode and things I know that they're going to show us that I'm like, oh, OK, I see how all these things are lining up. 
I guess I'm glad that I'm missing the gene that you and apparently Pete Peppers have where like I watch a trailer. I'm like, damn, that looks dope. But I don't really think of it in terms <laughs> of like, oh, I've seen that scene. I've seen that scene. I put this like because I'm like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. I'm Usually like, I don't do that. But when I'm doing a podcast on something, I, I feel like I have to. So I'm yeah, I'm yeah. looking for those pieces. Yeah. And I, I see Jodie Foster. Fair rummaging around on the floor and i'm like oh i know where that's going i know the shot that that's going to give me eventually um and i see like pieces of a thing in some photos i'm like oh i know where that's going yeah uh, I but yeah I, I i don't know i i'm very excited i think it does feel a lot like true detective even though it is a little more perhaps supernaturally uh perhaps horary it's definitely got that vibe of true detective well, we talked about this on reservation dogs that when you, you know, when you're dealing with Native American cultures, there's always a little bit closer connection to like supernatural things or that's something that's like, you know, open. That's a, that's a culture that's open for those things to happen. They don't have to mm-hmm. like explain it away. Um, so, yeah, um, but I'm still like I said, I'm I'm the rationalist and I, and I, I wonder because I was looking at a lot of different reviews last week when we were looking at the preview, and it seems like people think that this is playing straight down the middle in terms of like by the end of the season, you could probably make a co a cohesive argument for it. it's like it's all just people being delusional, people off their medication, people suffering from you know severe seasonal affective disorder, um, or you could be like, oh no, those these are actually dark spirits that are trying to you know balance the scales of justice or, or wreak their vengeance upon the land uh however you want to interpret it and and uh i'm i'm kind of curious to see how how they can maintain that that tension mm-hmm. um because I, I just keep i just notice things like you see harry potter's mom walking out after a long or not mom aunt looking uh walking out after doctor who with his you know bare feet in the tundra and i couldn't help but notice that she never sees him when she's with other people you know, so it's like that's kind of a hint that uh, mm-hmm. there's there's uh, there's a reality here. Um, but uh, yeah, but the, the, you're right. The the one guy screaming, "She's here!" And then you see scrawled on a whiteboard, "We're all going to die." And then they're frozen. How the hell are they frozen in a? Yeah, that's a a glacier or whatever. It's an interesting collective uh, delusion, I guess. If if somehow they all just decided, "Yep, the best place for us is outside." <laughs> uh, but yeah I, I don't know man I'm interested to see how it shapes up um, you can get that too like um, there's certain condi- like um, yeah I, I forget what is the, the paradoxical undressing like when you're I think it's like in late stage hypothermia where um, mm. you know you start like you feel like you're burning up when you're actually you're freezing so you start taking your clothes off to try to get and then you just freeze faster I wonder if there's some kind of like um scientific explanation for like a certain gas would leak in that would make people feel that way or yeah and what is its connection to ferris bueller that's what i want to know <laughs> yeah why was ferris bueller glitching and also was that jody foster being funny when she's like i hate to be like it's is there some did she walk in on her husband uh, <laughs> fucking Stacy Chalmers to twist and shout or something because it, it felt sure. like there was some kind of like Pavlovian response to that song in particular. Yeah, she immediately like heard it down the hall and ran to it to shut it off. It wasn't. It wasn't like you know Stacy in the cell screaming. Where yeah, it was super annoying. It was just something that yeah almost triggered her. 
for some reason. Yeah, that's what I thought so too. I, I was trying to understand the relationship between is it, is it Hank, Hank and Liz, uh, Jodie Foster, and then this other cop guy, uh, ex husband and wife. It seems are they are they? Yeah, I, I think the way that's they were talking, boy. I don't think that is their kid. I think that's Hank's kid. So they could still be ex husband and wife, but it felt to me like. Because he said something about my dad. You wouldn't say, like, to her, he said something huh. like, my dad's going to kill me if he finds out. You would say dad's going to kill me, right? You wouldn't. My well, dad da- makes it very much more yeah, like. There's, uh, so I, I, de- I didn't clock that. That's a good point. Because I definitely clocked the fact that her daughter, the one that's filming porno with the 15 slash 16 year old, is also not her real daughter. Yeah, she's not the bio mom, but. Yeah, she so, kind of maybe adopted her after something horrible happened to her father, perhaps yeah. involving a drunk driver. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 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 kind of curious. So so you're saying none of those kids are hers? I don't. I didn't feel like it, but I could be wrong about that for sure. I mean, it, it would be it'd be an interesting quirk to her character that she's like you know raising these these kids in her. But I I, I yeah I don't know. I'd have to. I've only watched it the one time. Uh, by the way, um, if you're listening to some podcast form or live, uh, we've got a, a little bit of a studio audience here. Um, go ahead and put your questions, your topics, or your theories in the chat. Uh, our producer's compiling them now as soon as me and Je- uh, Jim here exhaust our, our supply of things to talk about, uh, things we're wondering. Uh, we'll we'll take your guys' stuff in instant talk portion of the podcast. Um there's a couple of other things that now I'm th- I'm, I'm like kind of processing and I jotted down a couple of things we're watching the the cold open uh was very Jesus and the swine you know this this hunter looking at this yes. uh reindeer caribou and then mm-hmm. they all I think just get a wild hair and limbing themselves off of a cliff I think they all die yeah I... but that never came back around and I'm wondering like what was so, so that implies that something maybe was strange in the air or in the land that would cause mammal creatures to just go off and die. Yeah, including the the people at this uh, facility, the research station. Uh, yeah, and then along with the you know we are all dead on the whiteboard and like everybody saying she's awake. It seems like there's some some force out there that's causing people and animals to. Where was M Night Shyamalan? when the the night of this the caribou and the researchers because this is very the, this uh, we need we need mark Wahlberg on the case oh, no. this feels oh, this no. feels like a happening uh-huh um, could be do you because it's a creepy there, opening though i liked it i liked it too it's very unsettling it's like i said it got gave, gave me that jesus casting demons to the swine feel um they teased in, in the preseason coverage, Issa Lopez, about the the connection, the fact that this is def- definitively set in the same world of True Detective. There'll be more connections than just, just a Lone Star beer can, right? Oh, is there a Lone Star can? There At the, at the, at the research, at the scientists, they're having themselves a little <laughs> Ferris Bueller party. There, there was a, a Lone can of Lone Star, and I'm like, surely... But also, oh, that is. would be hilarious if that's literally... Well, yeah, it's in the same universe. They got the Lone Star, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, there is. Uh, I, I saw some things that maybe we can talk about as we get a little deeper in uh, that might hint at some connections. We'll be right back with more Bald Move after this brief pause.
getting geared up for the 6th annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. And now, back with more Bald Moves. Yeah, there's a conspicuous sighting of Blood Meridian, uh-huh. which I've mm-hmm. never read, but, you know, that's, uh, what is that, uh, Cormac McCarthy's magnum yeah. opus. Uh, and I hear it's just insane, so it's like I imagine we'll get quite a few email tomes uh, this week uh, for the feedback section, because uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have read that. By the way, that's truedetectiveofbaldmove.com. If you want to send in feedback for the uh, for this uh, the, the full podcast out later this week on tu- on, on on Tuesday, and there was just a bunch of a bunch of stuff going on. It's it, it's they did a good job of making me interested in the case, but also doing a lot of other things, kind of explaining who these characters are, what their motivations are. Um, Navarro clearly motivated by a desire to see justice for women who are hurt, and specifically, I think Native women who are hurt. Um, yeah, up here in Alaska, uh, Liz kind of feels like just a no nonsense cop. Like I just want to, I want to crack a case. I'm not looking for the spooky shit. I'm not looking to reopen six year old cold cases. Uh, just doing my job. She feels like she. There might be a lot of like anger and resentment for you know the fact that she has like taken different people in, and you know maybe they're not. Yeah, it's like I just felt like there was a lot of repressed anger about uh, the way her life is is lived, and I, I kind of like that uh, relationship she had with Navarro, where it's like clearly there's still a lot of affection and like joking and like you know, for lack of a better word, ball buster busting going on there. But you can clearly tell there's some real serious beef, and it kind of simmers throughout the episode before it boils over with all this like anger and resentment on both sides, like. Mm-hmm. W- 
obviously Navarro thinks that Liz didn't take the disappearance. Well, I guess it's not even her fault. The the department, the mm-hmm. the the state officials, the governments didn't take the disappearance of this woman serious enough. And Liz, for her part, thinks that Navarro let that get in the way of a promising career. Yeah, she Except became for, obsessed with it, tried to take it too far, even when there was nothing to go on. Is a state trooper a downgrade from whatever Liz is? Seems an like ALF, an A, an Alpha, or APL, or I, f- I forget exactly what the the Alaskan provincial police PF? is. It police force? I don't know. I think it's APF. APF, uh, Alaskan police force. I, I wonder. Yeah, I what is the difference? Force. What's the difference that in the state the state police? Uh, it seems I don't like know. state police, like they are in a lot of con- a lot of states, are just uh, traffic enforcement. Because she's made <laughs> she made a comment about her uh-huh. scraping dead dead moose off the road or something. Yep, dead polar bears. Yeah, yeah one there of those. Some people, I don't know. <laughs> people joking about this being the same uh, polar bear from Lost. I did. I couldn't help but y- you see a polar bear in a pilot episode of something. Now, obviously, it doesn't stick out quite as bad. Uh, in Alaska, as it does in a tropical island, but yeah, it's got yeah. a, it's got a, it's got one eye and kind of like a star tattoo, like a like mm-hmm. a kiss. It had it. <laughs> it's like my dad. This my dad got out of the, the kiss Navy. army. Yeah, or, my dad got out of the, the military with a, a cross on his arm, and when he became mm-hmm. a witness, he went and he covered it up with like a fucking ice cream cone or something. I don't know. Uh, but but this that's what this bear did. They tried to cover the Dharma tattoo with a star. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't want to be associated with Dharma anymore. That uh, almost ruined my career. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's possible for a human tongue to get calloused from licking needles? I I would assume so, yeah. Why not? I'm years trying to think and years how, and years. How many needles would you have to lick on a daily basis for your tongue to get a groove in it? I mean, it yeah, could happen. I, I don't know. That's, that, that, that I think felt it's like three. Something. We'd have to ask the owl. <laughs> yeah that felt it feels like it feels like something that's like my god is like what what does captain crunch what does a lifetime of eating captain crunch do to you if, if licking oh, a needle yeah. like the roof of people your mouth should study that my god um <laughs> we there's something we haven't talked about yet a ghostly apparition um it's uh or maybe it's a, a real life experience but navarro having a flashback to her time in a theater of war where it looked like she spoke to a woman with half her skull blown off. Oh, yeah. If you told me that could actually happen, I would believe it. Like, I could believe... I mean, I've seen some wild shit, man. Yeah, Uh, like the railroad tie through the head, and they're totally fine, that kind of thing. Or, like, you people trying to, you know, like, trying to kill themselves, and, like, blow the entire front of their face off, and they're still alive. It's like, there's a lot going on in the human skull. It's not brain like you'd think, and... But also, yeah, there was definitely some Gus Fring, like, there's no way. But I, I'm trying to think, it's like, was that a ghost or was that a real experience she'd have? Is is that where she got her kind of, like, revulsion to seeing violence done against women? Um, yeah, it's what she, it's the experience she starts to recount when she's asked why she believes in God. And that's interesting. I don't, I'm not even sure that this is a real person that she's leaning into here. Um, mm. Or if this person maybe died, you know, way earlier um, in her tour and now she's seeing them and talking to them a lot like uh, Travis on the ice out there. 
I don't know. I don't know. There, there's so many things, right? There's a first episode, so there's so many things they're just bringing up to remain open mysteries for now. And yeah. It, even even personal stuff like that. Um, I looked in between during the uh, intro. I don't know if we want to talk about that because, you know, True Detective is kind of known for its uh, all-time great intros. Uh, what did okay. you... What did you think of the Billie Eilish? It's uh, it was it was uh, th- that's the thing that felt the least amount of True Detective to me. The intro. Yeah, that whole soundtrack is interesting. It's of a piece. Um, I'll agree. It's got with that, like yeah. a like a muted kind of minimalistic sound to it. Uh, yeah. but it's it's also very modern sounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is different from like the Leonard Cohen shit that they've done on the yeah. show before, right? Yeah. Uh, I I will say I think I liked it. Um, the intro is way more explicit, I guess, than previous intros. It's usually a lot more sort of suggestive imagery in the opening of this show. Um, this time it feels a lot more direct with the case, like people screaming and and shots Polar of corpses bear. and a lot of stuff that came up this in particular episode even you know yeah more immediately relevant yeah, uh, I, don't, but, I don't know that it's that it's bad I, I think I like it so while that was going on I took the opportunity to look up something uh, I just want to look up the name of this installation Salal I think is how you pronounce it mm-hmm. apparently that's that's a Hebrew word that means to become dark okay and yeah. it this word has been used for almost a hundred years or like almost 200 years. It was first used by Edgar Allan Poe in the English speaking world, uh, to describe an Island off of Antarctica. I think it is like this alone Island is populated by these like cannibal, this cannibal tribe. Um, I think it was, it's it looked like it was also used in a story by Jules Verne. And there might even be, again, I didn't have a ton of time to research this before the stream, but also it could, I, I think there might've been a Lovecraft some sort of Lovecraftian reference to this as well. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously there's some some arcane, some occult connections there. Is yeah. there any other thing that we wanted to point out before we get to the instant talk portion here? Um, did you find the episode very funny? Because I thought there were a couple of moments that were pretty funny to me. Uh, most of the f- the humor I came away with, I don't know if it's appropriate, but it's Stacy Chalmers. Yes, like everything about <laughs> Stacy Chalmers, I cell. found like especially even there's someone in the town. There's like a building that she wrecked in front of, and is that fucking Stacy Chalmers again? It's like kind of sets it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she's this crying, blubbering mess, and I'm like, man, is Jodie Foster taking this a little too far? You know, this woman just went to, and then she, you get to the jail cell, and she's she's yeah, she's the obnoxious town drunk is probably going to kill somebody did, did you probably. i've heard that alaska the dui situation up there is out of fucking control uh yeah i can imagine probably can sparse imagine. population plus yeah. six months of darkness plus dubious economic potential equals lots of lots of depression drinking <laughs> uh and everybody knows everybody it's like low chance of getting are, caught. are you really gonna arrest me like we had dinner last night you know uh I, well uh, yeah yeah i could see there being a certain amount of uh scoff law 
stuff going on up there for sure. Well, if it's uh, Stacy Chalmers' answer is yes, we will arrest you. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we're only we're we're not going to like arrest arrest you, right? We're just going to keep you in the drunk tank for a night until you sober up and then let you go. There's other things I thought were funny. Like I felt like her ex husband and hers relationship was broadly speaking played for comedy, and like uh-huh. him played as like a real loser. Um, and it just kept on getting worse. Like I remember all the mail order bride stuff. Yeah, like you know, she's making these, these jabs, like you know, you're taking blowjobs by Stacy Chalmers, and he's like, "Oh, I, you know, I, I'm a fiance, and she's coming to visit for Christmas." And it turns out, yeah, she's a mail order bride, and he's yep. got a room prepared for her, and it's like, uh, oh man, yeah. Uh, what what is the deal with him holding these case files hostage? Like Jodie Foster is the boss of this police department, right? I wonder if he came in and took her or if she came in and took his job. If he was like the head honcho guy. No, because he's no was. longer the head honcho. So what the uh-huh. fuck? How? Yeah. Wait, right. Navarro like, was the chief of police. I thought it was her ex-husband. I don't know, because there, there's a thing, the whole thing where they go at each other and Jodie Foster is like, oh, you were here. The, like, right. She was on the force. To... I think she was the lead investigator, but I didn't okay, think she was she the... wasn't heading the apartment but even if she did come in there and take his job mm-hmm. she has his job how the hell can he just take yeah. case files and that doesn't seem yeah i maybe no, that's it's just, a weird relationship for sure yeah maybe it's like uh like she could go over there and get it if it's a pride thing you know she's gotta yeah. use their son as a pawn uh to some extent maybe But um, I don't know. Some I saw some people in chat are questioning whether it's actually her ex-husband. They had some sort of relationship, though. Um, and apparently, she sure. came to Alaska and they met on the job, and then they she fell in they fell in love. I think that's the story. I understand, but again, I've only seen this thing once. Yeah. So, and they don't give you all that information, right? And they don't they don't hand it to you on a silver platter. You got to kind of I like that put the pieces together. I like when you have to do a little bit of forensic work on a show because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like why because I I'd much rather that than they just info dump it you know because like these there's no re- these people know their lives they don't explain it to each other yeah you know on a regular basis so you got to kind of tease it weird. out it would be weird all right uh, uh, yeah I think I'm about out of stuff I really want to talk about uh, so maybe we can see what the audience has to say. Um, yeah, it looks like we may have some clarification on some of these questions even. Uh, we're going to get to the instant talk portion of the podcast now. That's where we go to the chat and see what people are saying, what the how they're digging the season, uh, what they've noticed, uh, any things that they've seen or heard to go bump in the night. Uh, to watch our show live and participate in the live chat and get access to this portion of the podcast, you have to be a club member. Uh, that's the bad news. The good news is it's super easy. You go to support.baldmove.com. You can sign up instantly uh, and get access to this and many more uh, premium podcasts by Bald Move. Also, ad free access to our feeds. That's cool too. Support.baldmove.com. All right, let's get to the instant talk. Mm-hmm. 